Coming up on the Nintendo Banumbers show, we have some scary impressions from Luigi's Mansion 3. Also, equally scary here, is the impressions that we take away from Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. And lastly, we're going to finish off with a chat about new Super Lucky's Tale. Something a little less scary. <laughs> Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Nintendo by Numbers podcast. My name is Eric Zuch and they say one is that loneliest number. But luckily for me, Nat, I'm joined by you. Hey everyone, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Nat. I like to think that you're directing that question at me every week, otherwise I don't know what to say next. <laughs> it's funny because I'm not. I know, everyone else but me. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Nat, but I'm doing fantastic, everyone else is doing fantastic, but... Before we can talk about any other other fantastic news that happened this week, we should catch people up on what's actually been happening. We should. Because the podcast is taking a little bit of an update as its format. Now, in the past, we've been doing a little bit of a structure where we kind of repurpose them both for like YouTube and the podcast purposes. They were kind of acting as both. And we videoed it the whole lot. The whole shiz, sham and shaboozle. <laughs> I thought uh, you were going to say something else there. <laughs> <laughs> However, Nat... Now what we're going to be doing is a podcast as its own separate thing. We still may video some episodes at the moment. We're not going to. Today, it's very awkward for us because we're both sitting in here without a camera facing at us. You're and just like staring at each other. It's um, it's actually a little bit weird now. <laughs> I'm not, is. I'm not looking. I'm not used to just staring at you for an hour on end. No, I mean, that much. Just look at the ground for a while. <laughs> um, actually, like I, that's the other point is that I'm going to be doing those other podcasts soon to squeeze them in with these ones. Uh which I keep mentioning and not doing, but I have been very busy, I assure you, um, trying to get the other house that's on the side of here in order. <laughs> um, but with that podcast, I am... I wish I could do that in person. Yeah. I, just, I know, it makes it so much easier when you're in the room with someone. Even though it may be a little bit awkward staring at each other, it's just easier. Like, you know when the other person's going to speak. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm actually quite used to doing Skype interviews like, by now. I've done a few of them. They make sense to me or, like, you know, whatever service you use. But I'm quite used to, used to them. But there's nothing like being in the room as the same yeah. person across from you and just talking to them face-to-face. You don't get that same... You don't get the same body cues, the same like just cues that are coming off each other, knowing when to talk. It, it makes the conversation more flowy. It's just everything is better when you're not talking via the delay of the internet. Yeah, exactly. So like if, if one day in the future now, that would be my dream is that I can actually have guests on the show that I'm, I'm bringing on in person. Yeah, I mean, how rude is it that no one lives near us? And then we'll video the whole thing. And it'll, be, it'll be a show, Nat, <laughs> like, like this is supposed to be. I think I called it the podcast at the you start. You did. That's okay, because I'm actually thinking of changing the name for this back to the podcast. Yeah, it makes sense. That's what I thought. Well, that's, that, that's why I didn't interrupt you and be like, start again. I'm like, no, it makes sense well, to go back to the podcast. We're still the show. Like, the overarching what we are is the show. Yeah. But what we're doing now, it's the audio-only version. It's the podcast section of the show. So it is a podcast, exactly. There's video section, there's everything. Maybe that. we should just call it the podcast show. Maybe. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that kind of does it for the, the cleaning of the house now. I think that's all I can think of here. Well, the house doesn't look that clean. No. <laughs> However, Nat, we've got a bunch of news to talk about this week. Some stuff that we've kind of covered during the week, some stuff that we played, and some stuff that's coming up. Uh, so what do, we, what do you say we start here with Luigi's Mansion? Let's. Okay. So what we've obviously both started it. We played it together. We did it. We, vi- we video- videoed the whole thing. That's interesting. It's a bit of a train wreck, to be honest. <laughs> it did. It, it didn't turn out too well. I had a lot of trouble with it. Like, just to, to, you know, I have time to throw this down on the podcast now. I had a lot of trouble videoing that. Um, between getting files from actually off the phone um, back to the computer. Oh, what a nightmare. Oh, it was just like things weren't transferring. I was waiting all day, trying and trying. Um, and then we just had 
problem after problem. I, I mixed up the audio, so that didn't sound very good. It just it was a little bit of a train wreck. It was. Yeah, but it's up there. It's done now. <laughs> it's out there for the world to see. So, but what that means now, if we've both played a few hours of it. Not really a few, more like... Okay, one hour couple, of it. Maybe one, yep. Yeah. Um, and we're hoping to have one hour of impressions here now that we sum up in a few minutes. So what did you think of... Luigi's mentioned three here. By the way, we didn't get to... This is strange now. We didn't actually get to play this together, so to say. No, we didn't. So when we first jumped into it, we thought, oh, yeah, you know, I'll play Luigi, you play as Luigi, and we'll have a great time. After an hour, we still hadn't unlocked Luigi. <laughs> I was expecting him to be available pretty much as soon as you get to EGAT. We were so ready now. We came into this. We had both had a controller in hand. We're like, let's do this. I let's know. go. I had hooked my controller up to your Switch. We were... Smiles are blazing. We were ready to jump in. And so we, we jump were. in. And like an hour later, we're like, we end up having to pass the controller between each other because like, well, I feel a bit unfair because you haven't even touched the game yet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I was just sitting there watching and be like, when do I get to play? Exactly. So we had to, yeah, we, we did the old swap through. You got to play as Luigi for a little while. Um, but what did you think? Did you think it was scary now? We did play on Halloween after all. That we sure did. Now, I actually started this game by myself. So last night, I'm like... You that everyone? Nat doesn't want to play with me. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> well, if, if I wait to play with you, I'm never going to play it, so... Okay, fair enough. Okay. I, I need to play it on my own. So I started it by myself last night, and because I could go at it more at my own pace. I'm not thinking, oh, I'm on camera, you know, try to be entertaining, try and get through it quickly. Don't spend five minutes looking at one thing. I don't feel like people talk about enough the, the complexities of doing things on camera. Yeah. It does, it, it issues a complexity of like, you don't have a, a the patience that you can normally have. You don't have the, 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 the ability to prod around. Like, I actually, like, when you're playing like that, I legitimately feel bad when I'm going around and I'm just like sucking up stuff and just doing, just messing around because there's exactly. just... Exactly. It's like, this is boring for people who are watching You it. want to keep things moving. You want to keep things flowing. And you feel that, you feel that daunting pressure like that. It's like someone's like has their hands in the back of your shoulders and they're just kind of pushing you forward a little bit. Not enough to like, that you're going to lose your balance, but you always feel like someone's behind you just giving that nudge in the right direction. Mm, yeah. It's like you've got that little voice in the back of your head just telling you, keep going. Keep going. People don't care about this. Yeah, it's like a knife in the back of the kidneys. Let's stop giving references. <laughs> yes, and, let's. And, and keep, keep going. So, yeah, you were playing by yourself. I do find that I felt it was scarier when I was able to go at my own pace and really take it in on my own. Because I felt like when, you know, Luigi was poking around his room and you're opening the cupboards and those scary faces are yeah. coming out at you and you know, all the Bowser hands popping out of everywhere and the bones in the bathroom. I felt like when I was playing that on my own, it was a lot creepier. And I feel like if you're playing that at nighttime with all the lights off, you know, no sounds apart from the TV, I do feel like it could be a creepy game. You feel like that you could get that almost sense of dread that's yeah. actually in these rooms. I like that, Nat. Yeah, absolutely. I do definitely feel that. Did you get that sort of vibe at all when you were playing it? I did, but it's it's strange because it's actually a different type of scary vibe from what I had with the original Luigi's Mansion. When I go back and I think about the way that I played the original and the way that I enjoyed it, um, I, I'll use the word enjoy loosely here because I did get, I legitimately got scared as a kid. But <laughs> the scares were from a different side of the atmosphere. Like I always reference the fortune teller walking into that room and the creepy music and just like the feel of that was just kind of, 
a different type of scary to what I'm getting to the latest one. Yeah, I find with the first Luigi's Mansion, yeah, the fortune teller was creepy, but I found like the baby, the yeah. baby was creepy, and like the two, the twins, twins as well. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. found that they were creepy. They they kind of threw that type of creepy mm-hmm. creepy atmosphere where this just used a lot of creepy props, a lot of deep lighting to kind of set that atmosphere, and that kind of made it. Apart from Boo, who was just legitimately terrifying. Like that face he makes when he's chasing you down the hallway. That's just like pure evil. He oh. wants to kill you. He, and he did. Like, that's what, yeah, he did. <laughs> literally, we were playing, like, if you watch our Let's Play, that's where it ended type of thing. Also, I'm so proud of the way I ended that Let's Play. I didn't have that time. That was to, really good. Well, I didn't have time to, like, do a heavy edit to the whole thing, which I would have liked to do. Um, so I just kind of put it in a frame and let it play through. But the end, I put a really cool ending on there. So I thought that was special. Um, no, that's the way you said you put it in a frame. Oh, well, you know, yeah, Because that's what they all ended up well, in. Well, like, yeah, no pun intended, but also pun intended. Um, so, King Boo kills us, Nat. And yes. I like I was legitimately or you. It, it wasn't me. I, I wasn't playing. Okay, so I was running. Don't down blame the, me. I, what the problem was now is I was getting so distracted. Okay, <laughs> listen, I was running down the hallway because there's a chase scene basically where King Booth's chasing you down a hallway, and I got so distracted by the terrifying look on Boo's face and the fact that like he's he's flicking his tongue out and he's knocking luggage everywhere. It's just spilling all across the floor. I was legitimately just kind of, kind of on edge a little bit as I'm running down there that I just ran into some boxes and didn't really pay attention. And by the time I could run around for around them, King Boo hit, hit me with his tongue and you didn't even think it was over. No, I didn't. I, I thought that was meant to happen. Like, I wasn't really paying that much attention. It's quite funny because you were just like, I don't, not, don't panic, Eric. Just calm down, everyone. Calm down. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Gonna, like, uh, e, e Gad's going to come and save you. Yeah, you literally, Egad's going to be here soon. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, no, I actually died. And I was like, oh, whoops. Legit Luigi death. <laughs> you know, now I feel like this game could have been over so much quicker if King Boo had just trapped Luigi at the same time he trapped the others. I know. Well, like, why was Luigi left to last? I mean, I suppose he wanted to set up the spectacle type thing. And Yeah, exactly. I think it was King Boo being like, well, you trapped me all those years ago. And now I'm back to get my revenge on you. Yeah. So I think he was trying to rub it in his face. Hey, look, I'm free now. Yeah. Now, I want to get a bit of an impression of the gameplay from you. But to be perfectly honest, there isn't really a whole lot we can talk about just yet because of the gameplay has been very the basic side of it so far. It's just kind of been the exploratory side, you know, finding some cash as, you, as you're walking around and type thing. But some cash. There is so much money in this hotel. Honestly, Nat. It's everywhere. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm, I think it's, it's fantastic because it's part of the fun of the game is prodding. Oh, definitely. Like, in fact, I would say a high, probably the highest percentage of this game the fun value of it comes from the prodding nature, just prodding everything you can inside this mansion. This reminds me of, you know how people say, oh, would you stay at a graveyard for $100,000? This is kind of like that scenario. It's like, would you stay in this hotel and you can take all the money that you find in it (laughs) if you just stay there a night? Would you, Nat? Yes. You would? (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of money in there. I think I have one ghost in this hotel when I wouldn't stay there. <laughs> but if it's as cute as King Boo, well, like, well, well when he's not trying to nah, teach no. you, what are we just, cute. What did we just talk about, Nat? <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah, what I was saying is that the having the money kind of and and that prodding nature, it makes everything that you prod just rewarding. It's like money, money, money. <laughs> you know, it's everywhere, like so much, and so there's like 
juice as well that you can collect. Yeah, so there's collectibles. Store. I wasn't expecting there to be this many collectibles mm. right off the bat, first of all. Like, you, you get into the first room, it's like, oh, here's one jewel. Oh, here's a different know, type. exactly. You see so many. Oh, here's a different type again. Okay, I see. I, know, I wasn't expecting to see that many so early on. Yeah, same here. So that was Crazy. that was cool to see all these different gems and collectibles type of thing as you're going through the, I guess, the, the exterior part of the mansion. Not exterior. The non-floor side of the mansion. I don't know what you'd call it. In fact, I don't, I don't even know if these crystals carry over into each floor because I know that when you actually get into the main floors, there are separate crystals for you to collect. Like there's when you get to the knight's floor, there's sword crystals for you to collect. Oh, okay. For, you know, six for that floor. But I don't know if these other crystals are also scattered on, that fl- on those floors, which is why it adds up to a lot. Hmm, that'd be interesting to know. We'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that we one. We will have to keep our eyes peeled for that one. But apart from that, that, yeah, we just haven't really seen much more. We haven't had that much combat. We haven't had that much... No, we haven't. One thing I did like, though, was how quickly the tutorials went by. It's like, here's how you, you use your vacuum. It was over in, like, 20 seconds. They do it do was great. They actually do a really good job of just kind of keeping that flow of the game going. You know, when we jumped into this, even though we were playing single player, I did feel like most of it we were prodding around and doing stuff. I didn't feel like there was a lot of it where I'm just like, okay, now teach me how to flick the ghost back and forth. In yeah, fact, exactly. did they even teach us that? I just thought we had to pick it up and they're like, now flick, press the A button and you can flick the ghost. I think you could be right. I think, yeah, once you're sucking them in, an A button just appeared, appeared and you could press it. Exactly. There's no like, okay, freeze everything, now press the A button. Exactly. Let us have this five-minute tutorial of how to do it. Which for like these type of Mario games are generally quite heavy in that side yeah, of things. So exactly. That, yeah, that's really enjoyable. That's good. I'm happy. I'm happy about this entire game now. And I'm actually looking forward to playing yeah, more. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to get into it some more. Yeah. Okay, well, we should probably move on here and start talking about... Do you want us to talk about the demo we played next? I think we should. Okay, it's so we played... Place to go. We played Sonic... Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. That's it. Can we just stop having long titles, please? I know! Yeah. That's such a mouthful. <laughs> anyway, so we played that Mario and Sonic game, and um, I, I actually thought it was fun, but I also think that it doesn't quite add up to the amount of fun that other games you could compare it to, like Mario Party. I do agree with that. I feel like the demo wasn't a very good showcase of what the game has to offer. Mm. I feel like it was just, here's a few basic events you can do and that's it. Okay, so let's go over this. So the events are a little bit deeper, I feel, than a Mario Party game. Most of the Mario Party minigames are generally fairly light, but... That kind of plays to the strength of Mario Party. When I get into a Mario Party game, and we talked about this earlier, Nat, is it's one screen, one tutorial. You can play it at the same time, so the tutorials are really good, and it's easy to pick up because of that. I don't need a whole complex list of different things to do. It's kind of like, get get in here and catch the fish, and fish, and this button catches fish, and that's all you need to know. Mario and Sonic is a different case because I get into it and then every time we started the new minigame, it's like, all right, now here's the 15 different buttons that you can press. Okay, now like, you've kind of got them. Also, there's a hidden menu here that's going to tell you about the other 15 buttons that you missed. Uh, and then when you actually get into that, then it's, it's still an even more complex game that you can't practice beforehand. It's just not set up well for like that mini game type of sense unless you already knew what you're getting into yeah that's exactly right like we went into so many of these mini games and we're just like what are we doing wrong like the karate one was a great example we were getting through that in a couple of seconds we're like it can't be this simple what are we missing it was so dumb that like we went into this and here's the problem it's that secret menu that i was talking about so when you're flicking through the tutorials when you get to the last screen it might say there's four pages to flick through yeah. here's how you do it four pages you get to the end of the fourth page then I... And another button 
pops up that you can press to go to a secret menu. Yeah. Well, and not it's, that it's secret, but... No, but, but it's quite discreet, the button yeah. that pops up. It's down the bottom corner. It's hard to see. Like, unless you're looking for it, you probably won't even see it, which we didn't every single minigame. Um, and so we missed out on what these extra buttons are. And basically, the way that you play the... What was it? Karate-style karate game. one, yeah. Is that you have these different moves that are like... I guess you'd call it rock, paper, scissors is what I compare it to. So, like, one's a throw, one's a punch, and one's a block. Yeah. And so, like, you've got to choose the right move compared to what your opponent's doing to try to read them. And um, we went into it with basically a couple of pairs of scissors. Yeah, exactly. We did. And I love the way that I got blamed for this because you weren't really paying attention to any of the instructions. And no. you're like, is that it? Are you sure there wasn't anything else? Okay, yeah. I'm like, no, I read them. It literally said to punch, kick, and that was it. So, like, if we were playing the blame game, Nat, I was an expert at that You day. were. Okay. You really <laughs> were. You would have got the gold medal straight away for that. <laughs> Nat. I, yeah, we went into that, and I don't know. Like, I I got impatient with the game by the time we got to this stage. So, like, Nat was reading. I'm like, tell me when you're done. Just tell me what i got to do. And so, we got through it. We went to the menu, and then I'm like, Nat, did you read everything? What are, what are we missing here? And like, because you got the first punch off, and you, so you you were obviously winning every round. I was bitter about that. You know, it just kind of uh, snowballed. It, it did. <laughs> so we tried it for quite a few times, and then we just started pressing up the buttons and discovered, hey, we can do different moves. Mm-hmm. Why didn't the game tell us this? Uh, I I it was weird. Now. And then so we had to, like because we found that out, then we went looking for it, and we ended up finding it but... exactly. And that karate game just went from basically zero to hero. Yeah. Because it's like, wow, you can actually block. You can actually block special moves. The game isn't now lasting two seconds. It's actually going for a decent length. Exactly. And that was the thing. When you kind of got to some of these games, you understood them. They weren't too bad. Like They, they were fine mini-games. Uh, I, I still don't think, because of the presentation level and stuff like that, I don't think it's still the same as what I enjoy out of a Mario Party. But they're decent games. I like some of the stuff they put in here as well, like the retro mode. That is beautiful. That is a work of art. <laughs> <laughs> that that is nice. And like that's uh, that feels like it's become the new thing to do. Add a retro mode into your games. It is absolutely. Now, what I didn't quite understand was so one of the game, the archery, that actually allows you to practice before you start. Why didn't any other game let you practice before you played it? It's like why put it in one but not the others? I don't know now. That is strange. It's it's, it's a strange yeah, to have that only in there. Yeah, exactly. It is. Now, we know that there's more to this game. Oh, heaps more. And this is why I don't want to be... I've just spent like 10 minutes being critical about it, but I don't want to be too critical about it. It's because... I, well, I feel like, cause, like we're being critical on the demo. Which the demo, which yeah. The demo was pretty bad. Exactly. Well, what, like then let's snowball this into yeah. more... So we didn't actually get to play the story mode, so we've got no idea no. what that's like. We Also, there is other side modes here, like the mode but, that we've seen before, Find the Toads. That looks fun. <laughs> that looks like so much fun. That looks really good. Yes. I want to play that mode. Me too. But we couldn't. No. Uh, dream events? Dream events. Do you think maybe they would have had one yeah. available to play? That's what I, th- that's what I thought. Like, you know, this, the the brightest shining stars, they didn't really show off in this demo. Yeah, that's exactly. And it it is it is a little bit worrying because it's like if new people are trying this demo, they might just be like, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of, you know, games like this where I'm just doing sports for a few seconds. You know, I'm not going to bother about paying a full full price for it. Yeah. But like, in, in all honesty, from walking away from this demo, I'm like, well, if you, after a mini game collection, I'm still saying get Mario Party anyway. You know, you get the boards. That, even though there's not many there, um, they're still funner. Exactly. And so like, I just kind of would recommend that game anyway. I feel like the demo was more for people who have already played. 
the Olympic Games. Yeah. Mario Sonic Olympic And actually, Games. you know, in saying that, if you presented um, Mario Party and you just gave, what was it, seven mini games yeah. to play? Yeah, you you'd threw... be like, oh, is, is that it type thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wouldn't seem that great either. No, no, exactly. So... Probably like Disney Swim Swim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably the yeah, <laughs> same, same <laughs> That's another conversation. Yeah, let's not get on that horse. <laughs> um, that horse is already dead. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's move on here, Natch. To the last thing we actually have to talk about this yep. week, uh, which is Super Lucky's Tale. Now, this is a game that I'm going to be talking about soon, Nat, on the channel. It I, is. I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, but I thought that we could do a little bit of a chat about it now. Um, just what we know, it's coming up next month on the eighth. Is it this month this, on the eighth? Oh my goodness! Not already. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> they say the physical's been delayed, which I'm super upset about because it's been pushed back to the 13th of December for the physical. Yikes. Like, oh, that's cutting it close to Christmas. I know, so you want that Christmas present now. I do, from like an overseas company. So it's like, you might not be here in time. Yeah, you might not be getting that. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, anyway, now, I thought this would be an interesting game to talk about because it's uh, another little 3D platformer, like your Mario Odyssey, like your Hat in Time, like your... Hoy, if you want to throw some deeper cuts into it. Ukulele. Ukulele. It's that type of 3D platformer. It's like one of my favourite genres. Well, Nat, 15 years ago, this genre was dead. You know, this this genre was coming out with a a few dead horses that were getting beaten to death. And and then that was it. Wow, that's... Wow. Depressing. (laughs) Okay, let's, let's... from this point on, was in the podcast now. No, no more, more dead horses. No more dead please. horses. Okay, that's the end of the dead horse. Yes. Unless it's about a dead horse being left in someone's. Be- oh, that's the mafia, isn't it? Does that? What? I you never heard of that? No. The the mafia leaves horse heads in people's beds. Oh, seriously, I did not need to know that. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Eric. I, I don't know that. Um, maybe maybe I'm thinking of Paper Mario and the, or the mafia doing that. I don't think they do that. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, Nat, what are we talking about? The, the fact that three platforms have been gone for so long, and then they just came back. And they're like they hit like they came back. I feel like it's only been the last probably two three years that they come back with a real hard hitters. Hat and time knocked it out of the park. They punched it right in the face of that game. Then you had ukulele, still really good. Yeah, got caught some slack, but still a really good game. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and then you had. Poi, which no one knows about. I don't even know why I keep mentioning that one. <laughs> Poi wasn't too bad. Like it was, it was fairly short. Was, you, you get like a hundred. I hundred percented it in like ten hours. It was like it was like my first Mario. Yeah, basically my first Mario sixty four. No sunshine. Mario it sunshine. had a lot of sunshine yeah, elements it was, in it. Yeah, exactly. My my first sunshine. Yeah. Or like yeah, it, it was it was a it was a on a budget basically. Yeah, yeah, it was. But it was still it was still good. And yeah, it has been a long time since we've seen any of these games because like if you're a Nintendo fan, like the Wii U. That didn't have any like no. 3D collectathon games well, on it. I think what makes it so surprising to me is that Nintendo was like the kind of the, the bangers of this game. They were banging that drum. Yeah. They, were, they were the real ones that were still hammering at home with these 3D yep. platformers. But then outside of that, all the big companies had just kind of gone, uh, let's Yeah, not- they did. They moved on from them. I don't want a piece of that pie. Yeah. And so we hadn't seen it. But then, when you know, as you can see with Poi, when it comes to like a B tier publisher, or indie or anything like that, it's much harder for them to even get anywhere near the level of what Nintendo could possibly do. No, of course. And so no one was really trying. Yeah. However, you see companies now like Hat and Time, like Ukulele, that are getting these to close to what like a Nintendo level would be. Yeah, well, that's what these publishers did. I mean, the ones that made Ukulele, isn't that why they made it? Because there was a whole for these games so they're like well let's make one and bring them back ukulele hat and time they both yeah. had the same thought behind yeah. it of like there is a 
big market for these. No one's making them anymore. Yeah. Let's do it. Yep. And then that, I mean, that's why Hat and Time got so easily funded on its Kickstarter is because everyone was... Well, same ev- with ukulele. Well, people were starving. They, yeah. they, they hadn't had steak in ages and they were serving up steak. So, of course, everyone <laughs> wanted it, you know? Yeah, exactly. That. I'm so glad they did. Yeah. So let's actually get back onto the game that we're talking yeah. about oh, here. Oh, yeah, that's right. We went completely <laughs> this, off track, I mean, we? I'd, love to, I'd love to be the, the 3D platformer yeah, cast. Right. We were actually talking about Super Lucky's Tale. We were talking about Super Lucky's Tale. They actually reeled that back in. Eventually, Nat. Like, <laughs> that, that line got a fair way out there. It did. Okay. So Super Lucky's Tale, it's very much along those lines. It looks... At, it looks really polished now. It does. It looks so nice. I was watching some treehouse footage of, of it just before and just hearing hearing the um the people out there talking about it, just saying all the all the new things they had put into this game. It just sounds magical. Yeah, and I I'm actually looking forward to doing this kind of it's not a complete comparison video, but just going to update to people to what the actual difference is here because it's not just them putting some new lighting on there or something or just upgrading the graphics or anything like that. Yeah. You know, this this game originally came out on the Xbox One and now coming to the Switch, it's a, it, it was just Super Lucky's Tale on the Switch. On the... Pff, Xbox. Let's start this from here. Um, it was Super Lucky's Tale on the Xbox and now that it's coming to the Switch, it's new Super Lucky's Tale, which yep. anyone that is knows the new Super Mario Brothers game probably just got triggered a little bit there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so they added the new new Super Lucky's Tale there and they actually went the whole mile with adding a whole bunch extra to this game. So Yeah, they did like the level they were showing the treehouse, so like this is a brand new level. Yeah. Well the le- the old levels in the game, Nat, when I show you the, the difference between what the old levels were and the new ones, they've basically redesigned them from the ground up, all like all of these different levels. And it's amazing. Yeah, they put so much work into this. Like, they were showing off all the moves that Lucky can do. And they just look so nicely polished and, like, there's no, like, input lag or anything like that. It doesn't look like. It just looks like it's, you know, going to be super smooth and actually really easy to get into. Yeah, and so, like, the upgraded version was them basically saying, you know, here's the old level. We're using that blueprint, but we're basically make you know, we're making it completely new. And then, obviously, they got uh, Super Lucky and he's... I don't know if they're actually all new moves, but like some, of, I think there might be one or two of them in there or something like that, just the way he controls. But they certainly tightened up the way that he controls. Yeah, yeah they do look it. Yeah. Uh, they also added some animations and some cutscenes into the game. So they used to just meet up with characters and they'll just talk to them. Now they've added cutscenes and different things like that, as well as like the animation of when you capture something now. So, like, let's say you're getting a star in Mario Odyssey or. Moon. Moon in Mario Odyssey or something like that. Um, the pages and this are basically the same thing. They've made that animation just a whole much nicer. It just goes the difference. It's like the difference between what I was saying with Poyers compared to a polished game. They've yeah. made this into like a really polished, beautiful product, and everything looks so much better. Like it, it, the, I I can't explain to you over audio at the moment that, but just the way that the lighting changes and the levels, like when you're looking across where you can fall into a pit. It used to just be black sphere, nothing down there. And yeah. now you can see all like all the way down if you wanted to. You can still fall down there. Yeah, of course. But you can see all the way down where you're actually gonna fall. Yeah, now. and they're also talking about the camera as well in general, saying that you know, you, you so you can completely control the camera well, yourself. That's the other thing. But also when you go into like a tight space, like the camera actually follows you now. It doesn't get stuck behind a wall or something, so you can't see what's going on. Well, this is what I like because cameras in 3D platformers now super important. Super like yeah. just super duper duper yeah. important. New super duper important important <laughs> and they actually updated this one to be a lot better not only that it you know it predicts where you're going in a really smart way and i was watching the way they actually do it when they're moving around the map yeah and exactly the reason i say this now is super duper important is for people like you and because you play 3d <laughs> platformers and games like this and you're so used to it 
with a camera that controls itself, basically. Like if you played a Fable game, you don't you don't turn the camera around. You basically run where the ca- and the camera just follows and does what it needs to do. Now they've upgraded this camera to basically do the same thing to predict your movement, to know that if or if you're going in here, you're going to be coming out this way. So obviously the camera's going to want to face that way. Yeah, exactly. Like which, they they showed an area where the camera had to follow them exactly because they're in a tight area. And he's like, I'm not doing this. I'm not moving the camera. It's doing yeah. it itself. Which for like either people who don't like, which is a lot of people, don't like to control yeah. the 3D camera or even just kids who are getting into a game who aren't ready for the dual analog sticks. It makes that a whole lot easier. And the game just seems really good. Like yeah. I just want to say this, the game actually just seems really good. Like not only that, you're going to be going through the, your basic, you know, your normal 3D platforming stuff or 3D adventure collect-a-thon type of thing here yeah. where you're going to be like collect 300 coins and you get one of the objectives for the level um, finish the level you get one of the objectives for the level there's a secret objective in every level and there's a challenge in every level to get like you know like you're getting the, the, the spare moons in every level or, or whatever yeah now I also saw I don't know what they give you but you can actually go collect all five letters of the word lucky so you know like in the that's Donkey the Kong games yeah. okay that's one of the missing yeah. yeah how you could collect Kong it's like you can collect lucky lucky as well it just reminded me of Donkey Kong I'm like yes yeah and so, yeah, the whole game just seems really good. Also, the the, the attack that you do, because um, you can jump on top of enemies. Now, that's always been a bit of a challenge in 3D platformers. Like, how do you actually do that? They've given it a, a little bit of a Sonic-type ability here. Not quite as strong as Sonic, but you know when you... The later 3D Sonic games, when you do your attack, and it kind of dashes towards the enemy to do its attack? Yeah. Well, this does a homing downwards, and if you're near an enemy or near a jumping platform, it'll home actually into that. Oh. Oh, okay, that so, sounds pretty good. Yeah, so that like it's much easier to hit an enemy's top or hit onto a platform that you need. You're not like trying to control yourself in a 3D environment that where it can be a little bit tough. <laughs> I saw one enemy. It was a flower, and so it was like trying to attack you, and it got it got its head stuck in the ground, <laughs> and it had a white cross on the back of its head saying you know, jump on it here to kill it. And it just reminds me of the thoughts from Mario 64. You know when they fall and they've got the bandage on the back for you to go jump. I thought on. the same thing. You know, that's, but a lot of these 3D platformers are having that type of I'm not, I don't want to say like they're, they're just ripping off these old no. games, but they're, they're taking a lot of that nostalgia and yep. bringing it into yep. these games in clever ways. Like exactly. the Band-Aids, like just the look and the feel of the games, you know? A lot of them are kind of doing that. That You yourself, excited, obviously excited for Lucy. So excited. I can't wait. Like, it's such a cute game as well. I just love the way that, like, Lucky watches the camera as you're moving it around as well. Like, <laughs> he's actually knows you're there and he's just watching you. I wonder when we're going to see a different type of, like, atmospheric 3D platform platformer now what i mean by that is like we're seeing a hat in time super lucky's tale mario odyssey yeah these are all like happy cheery colorful which i love like that's you want a depressing dark collectathon well i just wondering when they're going to return because if we think about it back in the past it's not like they didn't happen i think one like i think voodoo vince was like an old one on the oh, xbox that okay. was like yeah i'm not sure i think that was that type of thing um but then there was also uh, there, there's another one that's on the top tip of my brain that is like a Conk is bad for a day. Well, like, yeah, maybe if you want to go that way. It actually wasn't the one that I'm thinking of. But let's say that because I, I'm, I'm blanking on the other one here. <laughs> I can, I'm picture. I just can't remember the name of it. Um, but yeah, like there, there were deeper, darker, different type of ones back then. Not all this cheery, ha- atmospheric ones. But because of the nostalgia that happened back there with the with exactly. those type of ones, those developers who are now growing yep. up and now making those type of games. That's exactly right. And be like everyone who grew up playing, you know, your Donkey Kongs or your Marios, Bandrikazooies. Psychonauts. Sorry. Psychonauts. <laughs> That was the uh, that was the one I was thinking of, which you probably don't actually. No, know I've of. never yeah. played it. So okay, yeah. Couldn't have helped you. Oh, sorry, out there. I just had to get it off my tongue. But yeah, Psychonauts <laughs> was the other one that I was thinking about, um, which I haven't either. I've played either, but yeah. Um, 
Yes, I'm just wondering when they're going to mix this genre up a little. Like, I think we're getting to that space now where we're seeing the genre can take off and can, yeah. does, does still have a market out here. I wonder whether those offshoots still have a market. Surely. And then, and then there's the deepest, darkest one of all, Donkey Kong 64. Why is that the deepest and darkest? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's an awesome game. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't know the dark history of that game on the internet. <laughs> I don't think I want to. No, no, no. It's like, well, it's Nat, I'm, t- I'm talking about the, the swirling pool of hate that follows that yeah. game around. Great game. <laughs> there, was, there was just one too many pink bananas. That was the problem with the game, Nat. It <laughs> <laughs> was all part of the fun, was finding everything. It was part of the fun, Nat. Now, part of the fun of this, it's actually not part of the fun at all, was having to end the episode. No, it's actually pretty sad. No. Now, is there anything else we need to clean up? Because I literally came into this, Nat. With zero, zero notes, zero plans. I just said, Nat, this is what we got to talk about. Let's have a decent discussion about this. And this is actually we su- went pretty well. This is surprising. I, I'm, I, okay. So let's let's clear this up with the audience. I'm a note heavy person. Now I don't, yes. I, I don't script. And especially with my videos, I don't know why you ever would with a podcast. <laughs> but I don't script. But I, I'm, I'm note heavy. I always yes. come in with notes. So I always have something to move on with. Yep. Today is no note, Eric. It was. High five. High five. I think it's worked pretty well. Um, I plan on doing this a little bit more when I do my interviews as well because I want the, the interview conversations to be a little bit more natural. Yeah. So I, I want to research. So I know about my guests, but I don't want to have that. I know everything about you and, and have a, every little dot point so they, they know what's coming up. a little up. bit creepy. No, no. I think it works better with a natural conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, this has worked well. You worked well. I worked well. We did. This is well and truly over. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I want to thank you for making it to this part of the podcast. Remember that if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. It would be very much appreciated. Actually, now I've got to go check the iTunes reviews. Oh, you haven't been doing that? No. Well, like, you naughty boy. It's a whole separate process to go log into iTunes. I don't have an iPhone, so like I'm, okay. I'm not subscribed on there. I'm not checking them all the time. So I've got to go check them because I'm sure that we have one or two on there and it's the wrong thing to do to leave let people leave iTunes reviews and then and not then ignore them. them, exactly. So next week, that, we're reading off some iTunes reviews, okay? Okay, let's hope we have some now. <laughs> I know. What if we don't? That's more encouraging for someone to leave exactly. one. Okay. Um, and then also, obviously, we have the, the YouTube channel and other stuff. You can find us on all the social platforms, but you will find them if you want to. Thank you for listening. And Nat, remember, for great Nintendo entertainment... You can count on us. Bada bing, bada boom, Nat. <laughs> See ya. Bye, everyone. 